1: Welcome to 90 Day Fiancé WTF Podcast, a weekly hangout to talk about what the fuck we all just watch on TLC's 90 Day Fiancé. I am Nadia and with me is my co-host, who obviously has not fallen off the turnip truck, Lon.
0: <laughs> hey Nadia, how's it going?
1: Not too bad. What do you think of uh, last week's episode of 90 Day Fiancé The Other Way? I thought it was actually pretty good.
0: It's good to see more of Rishi. And I think they introduced a new couple. Well, a new person. We don't get to meet Osama yet, but we get to meet Debbie. Right? Yeah.
1: Yeah. Let's talk about Debbie. So Debbie is 67 from Sugar Hill, Georgia. So she's a Georgian peach, I guess you can call it. Pretty peach, yeah. <laughs> well, she describes herself as eccentric and quirky. I wrote down here, antique hoarder, but I bet it's more of like collection, right? People see it as a collection. She's a collector of antique and she sells semi-precious jewelry. Mm-hmm. And she's also a painter. So right. she's clearly multi-talented and she has been married twice has a son, has a daughter. And I think they were not so great marriages from what she said. And then she met Osama, who's an artist and a poet. And she met him over social media. Right. Went to Morocco twice. Dated him for three years before he, I guess, proposed. And by that, he said, Debbie, come to Morocco. and Be my <laughs> wife. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, Lon, I guess it seems like the internet loves her. They find her to be a breath of fresh air. She seems sweet. But my question to you is, is it a red flag if someone younger and unemployed gets with an older woman?
0: So this is the same thing I asked myself when I watched this. There's definitely cause to be concern. I think mm-hmm. her son Julian does make a point if you're proposing, that definitely raises an eyebrow. When it's that age different. it's so big. If someone is approaching seventy, and for some young person, you know, to propose marriage, that's gonna raise some eyebrows. Like, uh, you know, it makes me wonder about his intentions. Is he? We're always gonna suspect something when they're approaching like older age. Like, is he in it for the will, right, mm-hmm. to inherit some money here? So maybe red flags is a little much but it's eyebrow raising if it is a red flag it would definitely be one i like debbie i like quirky and and eccentric personalities as well yeah you could tell by by her style her fashion sense by her painting that yeah she definitely is a creative person so i really really hope this is something good for her something happy for her i want her to be happy i don't know though I don't know. It just, <laughs> it doesn't seem, uh, there's a lot of factors because artists are different too, right? Artists are just very different people. So I can see him falling in love with her, I guess, her spirit and how they would vibe like that being that he's an artist himself, you know? So there's definitely some cause to be concerned. I want to give him the benefit of the doubt, but whenever someone proposes marriage to someone that much older, it's concerning.
1: Yeah, I guess I'm not surprised that her son obviously raises some concerns, right? Like he said, and I quote, Osama has nothing to lose, whereas she has everything to lose. Mm -hmm. Some may say that that's paranoia talking. And some may say that, hey, he's just looking out for his mom. So I feel like, yeah, maybe Osama does vibe well with Debbie, but it is pretty concerning when a very young person proposed marriage. Mm-hmm. It reminds me a little bit of Kimberly and Usman, aka Soja Boy. Right. And I I don't know why Lon, but I would feel annoyed if someone like Osama expects Debbie to have his kids. I'm not sure if they were to go down that route because right. Oftentimes, when we see this type of tropes in 90 Day Fiancé, it's always like, I'll marry an older woman, but I still expect her to have kids with me. Right. And what were they thinking, right? I mean, classic example Jenny and Sumit, even though I don't think Sumit really want kids, but he's just saying it to appease his mom. But again, right, how are you getting with an older person? And wanting to have kids just like Angela and Michael, right? Mm-hmm. Michael expecting Angela to tote his baby. Right. <laughs> she ain't got no eggs to tote. So right, like, I'm curious to see where this is going because I hope it's not another case of like young men with mature women and expecting <laughs> <laughs> unrealistic stuff. Right. To me, I think... And maybe it's the stage where I'm at in life right now. I think to me, that's like my first priority, I guess. I didn't think as far as like, oh, yeah, maybe he wants to get on her wheel. I don't know. Because if you date this person for three years, he's either playing the long game or he really likes you.
0: (laughs) Yeah. And that's another thing. Like, that was one of the things that made me step back and go, okay, three years is a very long time. He could be seeing other people and he's not. But like you said, it's, that's the long game. Yeah, You know, (laughs) if the payoff is getting in the will and getting set up for life, you got to play the long game. So it's, it's interesting to see, like, they're going to meet up and we'll see how they are in person. We'll see if he's full of shit, right? There have been couples, this show is notorious for having couples that They do end up getting married and you're just like, oh, you can tell this guy doesn't love her. Like he just just married her and he doesn't want to look at her. He doesn't want to touch her. And we'll we'll see. We'll see how they interact in person.
1: Yeah. And so from Morocco to Egypt, we get to see Nicole reuniting with her husband, I don't know why I put air quotations there because <laughs> I'm I'm so not convinced there.
0: A lot of people aren't. <laughs> right? Yeah.
1: Did you see the airport hug? I feel oh, like yeah. he was going for the kiss and she just went for just a hug. Or maybe it just felt really awkward. And again, we talked about this in our last recording where it seems to a lot of us that they're broken up mm-hmm. and then they got the call back from TLC saying that, Hey, we want you to be on the show. And suddenly they're like, you know what? For the paycheck, let's just do it. Right. And then she's forcing herself to relive this whole nightmare of a relationship.
0: <laughs> All right.
1: I feel bad for her because I don't know if she even knows what his culture entails and at the same time, too, I feel like he sort of pick and chooses how he wants to subjugate her and how he wants to keep her at bay. And you can tell from the conversation that he had with his brothers, too, that he feels the the need and the pressure to to guide her to be a better Muslim wife or mm-hmm. to, to subjugate him, basically. So I, I don't. Yeah, I just feel like this is a disaster.
0: Yeah. From what she says, like, I don't think he was, you know, 100 percent forthcoming. Granted, I think anybody in the right minds who's going to convert should do their own research. But maybe she did do her research and she said, maybe I don't want to do all that. And then after the fact, he goes, oh, no, like all you need to do is believe this and this. And then she was like, "Okay, I, I could get with that. Look, like, (laughs) you got to be forthcoming. You got to be 100% honest about what all this entails. Right. Yeah. And again, I don't think I would have converted so easily. Like, I wouldn't take someone's word for it and just say, okay, well, I don't know. I don't think it's that simple. So I don't know if I buy that 100%. I think there's a possibility that he was being selfish. I think.
1: Oh, absolutely.
0: Yeah. I think he said what he needed to say. For her to want to want Who trump marry. her. Yeah
1: yeah yeah, 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 yeah.
0: At the time, you know, he wants an American wife. Yeah. You know, he's falling in love with her. What do I got to tell this woman to say yes? So he said what he needed to say to, to convince
1: mm-hmm. her. Mm-hmm.
0: And that's what it's starting to feel like. And then now that she's in it, now he's putting the standards. He's starting to enforce things a little bit more strictly. And And speaking of strict enforcement, maybe you can fill me in on this is the standard that he's imposing is that actually standard or do you think he's maybe enforcing it too strictly when he's like you need to close your jacket and she's like (laughs) yeah what are you talking about and then it made me wonder like are there actual guidelines to follow that say this is what's appropriate and this is what's not
1: you know as a born and raised muslim Even I find that very stifling. Like I found Mm. that to be ridiculous. It's almost arbitrary. Mm -hmm. But the guideline as a Muslim woman is to dress modestly. That's in the scripture. Now, just
0: dress modestly.
1: Yeah. But now what is modestly, right? The current interpretation as seen in a lot of Muslim countries is women wear the hijab. They wear the niqab, which is the whole cover the entire face except for the Mm -hmm. eyes you know, from head to toe. But you also see a lot of Muslim women in a lot of liberal Middle Eastern or North African countries not cover themselves. I mean, me personally, I don't practice that because I feel like how I dress is already modest enough. I'm not <laughs> I'm not going out in the right. Mood.
0: And she seemed covered to me. She's granted, so granted that granted <laughs> that the jacket wasn't closed. Yeah, it was yeah. open, but she seemed all covered. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I was just like it made me wonder, oh, because it's open and it's exposing maybe her chest, even though the chest is clothed. I didn't know. <laughs> I was like, I, don't I thought know she what was to very,
1: yeah, I thought she was very stylish, and I thought that whatever she wore was enough mm. to be considered decent in Egypt. You know, I'm not trying to say like I know Egypt, but in terms of like being a Muslim wife, I think it's decent. Could she yeah. cover up more? Sure. But again, I think I find that oftentimes it's the cultural aspect of that country that puts constraints on people. Mm. So for his case, like you said, he does come across as selfish because he wasn't forthcoming about what he expects out of her. And like I'm pretty sure he knows that she's a fashionista, she's a simtress, yeah. or you know, she likes fashion. So she's going to dress a certain type of way. I mean, granted, like I said, not wearing a bikini out. (laughs) So it's not like she's overexposing herself. I mean, I think she would want to wear a short sleeve in the summer or something a little bit more airy and a little bit more lightweight. But I think he's not letting her express herself that way. Mm -hmm. And in that sense, it's, it's ironic because when we first met Mahmoud, when they first filmed him, he describes her as strong, crazy, sweet, and yet he's planning to subjugate her. <laughs> right. So Right. I, I just feel bad. You know, I have to say that there's something I read on Reddit that I kind of resonate with. Someone said that there are levels in which you take your religion. So for me, like as a, you know, born and raised Muslim, like I'm not practicing. I feel like I'm also guilty of Picking and choosing what I want out of my religion, what I think is good out of it. Mm -hmm. For example, I fast during Ramadan because I think that that's something I can do and that I find benefits to it. I may not practice some other things. But I think what I'm trying to also say is that I think oftentimes a lot of religious people pick and choose, like, you know, what they want out of the Bible or out of the Quran or out of. The Torah, you right? It's like they kind of cherry pick the best the cherry picking of it. Yeah, right. yeah. So I think in his case, he's like, "Well, I'm the head of the household. I'm the man of the house, so I want to make sure that that she is the kind of wife that my society and my community, my family expects her to be." Mm. So I guess that's why they keep arguing about the clothes.
0: According to them, that's the number one thing they fight about. Yeah and I I think it's it's done I just for me that's done like yeah if she doesn't 100% wholeheartedly embrace it which I don't think um, someone like her can being that this is just such an important thing to her yeah I think it's it's over
1: yeah like you said the other time too Lon it's not like she's Avery and she embraced it from the get-go right like she wants to be a proper Muslim right through the specification of her husband. I think she's more of like the approach that Nicole has is, well, I'm happy to convert, but you kind of have to meet me halfway and let me wear my clothes.
0: Right. Oh, it's it's a requirement for us to get married. Okay. And I only got to do these two things. Are you sure? Yeah. Okay. (laughs) But it's not like, oh, I want to become a Muslim. Like, how do I become Muslim? How do I practice this faith? What does it entail and what's required of me? I'm going to go and I'm going to do it. And I'm I'm creating an Instagram with all these different fashions that I'm going to be into now. Like, it wasn't like that at all.
1: Yeah. So, yeah, we'll see. Uh, I just have a feeling that it's going to be super disastrous. Mm -hmm. All right. But what's uh, not so disastrous is Isabel... (laughs) <laughs> I know we didn't really see much of uh, Isabel and Gabe because I think they I don't think they've met yet, have they? No, I don't remember. yeah, it's just Isabel being filmed talking about you know, how it's like with Gabe. I want to say very adult conversation. I actually enjoyed listening to her <laughs> describe what it's like, what her you know <laughs> encounters were like with Gabe. And I think, I mean, I came out of it saying like, oh, this is a very nice adult conversation about a very serious topic. And I appreciate it. There was no drama. It's not so gossipy, but it's more of like discovery.
0: Right. Yeah, exactly. And I think it's good that Isabel has a safe space to ask questions openly with her friends without the judgment.
1: Mm. And
0: um with the intent of actually learning. And right. I think that's important for all of us to have that. I think um, there are times when people who are actually willing to learn might be dissuaded from learning because if they ask questions, you know, they're afraid of cancel culture. they are afraid of being labeled a certain way or being seen a certain way. Right. So then they don't. And then they continue with things that they believe in or whatever things might be false. So. Having that safe space to be able to talk with friends from the community and for them to give her input and feedback and advice really helps. And especially with this season, now that we do have Gabe and we are hearing these conversations with Isabel and her friends, I think it's a learning experience for a lot of us Mm -hmm. and kudos to TLC. I don't know if this was an afterthought for them, if they really intended to have this kind of diversity and representation, but I was on Twitter Um, yesterday, tweeting with uh, one of our followers and, you know, TLC is the learning channel. I don't know if it still is considered that, but this was definitely a right, the step in the right direction of kind of taking what we now refer to as trash kind of reality TV and putting the learning back into it.
1: Mm. And
0: um, it brings us back to why we watched, a lot of us watched uh, 90 Day Fiance in the first place was because the K-90 visa process is different for a lot of people. And we watch to see kind of the culture differences and the, the clashes and things like that. And this is just another dimension of it, of having mm-hmm. somebody from the trans community just speak about the relationship and the things that they got to go through. And and maybe the questions none of us <laughs> would really ask a person, but uh, here Isabella is with friends of her own and they're willing to help her with these kind of questions. So we're yeah. all benefiting.
1: It's almost like the questions came unscripted too. Like Mm. there was a genuine sense of wanting to learn and wanting to discover that I thought was, well, this is not too contrived. Like I feel like they really want to learn like what it's like. And I guess I appreciate the way Isabel addressed it. right? Right. I mean... And I think that's
0: interesting, too, like you said, because she was the one addressing it. Mm. It wasn't like maybe she was being out of pocket, Mm. asking these kinds, being intrusive like that. It was her actual like LBGTQ friends going, oh, how did you feel? You know, (laughs) it was them going probing about her sex life and going, oh, uh, you know, I didn't know what to expect. And. It's actually like this. So wasn't, you know, somebody, some like cis hetero person going, oh, well, what's sex like, you know, with a trans yeah, person. Yeah.
1: It wasn't like that. Right? <laughs> yeah. Like I said, it was a very refreshing adult conversation that I, I had a warm, fuzzy feeling coming out of it, yeah. you know, after watching it. And I kind of appreciate it. So I can't wait for Gabe and Isabel to start their life in Colombia. Uh, Here's a question, though. Yeah.
0: Do you think... It's her parents' business to know about Gabe.
1: I thought about that too. I'm like, yeah. do we really need to? Do we really is need that to, important, right? Yeah, is that important? Like everyone has secrets. Yeah. Do we need to tell everyone our secrets? Yeah.
0: Right. <laughs> you know what I
1: mean? Like it, Is it,
0: it Yeah, there's some discussion, you know, on Twitter yeah. about well, it's, it's none of their
1: business, you know, yeah. and
0: or is it, you know, what, like I don't know. Like What is, is that
1: it? saying? Well, if it walks like a duck quacks like a duck it is a duck? is a duck like yeah so can we just leave it at that yeah. <laughs> do we have to say that it was actually a chicken before yeah. like and what? yeah. <laughs>
0: and i'm under the belief that trans men are men trans women are yeah. women so if gabe says he's a man then then she's marrying a man does it yeah do we need to go into the history of all that there's so much history that we all have yeah. that we don't get into with our in-laws <laughs> you know, my only problem is now it's on TV, though.
1: Yeah. And that's the maybe one that's point why. where yeah. they were
0: like, well, we don't want them to find out or I don't want them to find out from someone else. Yeah. And if, if you're if you're putting your business on blast on television, <laughs> that's that maybe that's a hurdle. <laughs> a yeah.
1: I guess he's doing it out of courtesy. You know, like I rather you find out through me than right. through a third party or on TV. <laughs> But yeah, I thought about it and I was like, you know what? No, you don't have to tell them. You don't owe them that much.
0: Yeah, Maybe sometime in the future, we'll get to a place where we don't have to do that.
1: Yeah, it's just widely accepted. Hmm. It's nothing to gawk at. It's nothing to be like, oh my God, like what? You were what? (laughs)
0: Right.
1: So from the trans community to, I guess, the lesbian community, Chris and Jamie finally met. And uh, (laughs) they really can't wait to get it on. So (laughs) I'm not going to speak about that. I mean, that's great TV. I get it. You know, people were very excited about it. And by people, I mean, I guess most men. But what do you think about Chris saying something about she wants Jamie to move to a bigger apartment? And I think, if I'm not wrong, she's paying for it. Did I catch that right? Yeah, I think Chris...
0: Okay. Well, let me backtrack. Jamie's living situation uh, was probably not enough for her and Chris to to be living under the same roof, or at least not up to Chris's standards to be living under the same roof. So she asked for a bigger place. And Mm -hmm. I think Chris is paying for it because she did kind Kind of low-key, low-key complain, right? Mm
1: -hmm. She said...
0: It's it's a hundred dollars like over budget or over what I had planned to pay for it, and maybe it was a complaint. Maybe she was just saying that FYI. But I would think someone would only say that if they were if they were paying for it. If it's if it's out of their hands, then they wouldn't even mention, they wouldn't even mention it, right?
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I just don't know what was the reason. Is it because Jamie was living with a roommate? Is that why? Maybe you know Chris wants privacy for the two of them, so. Th- instead of cohabiting with everyone else she said Too it was small, small right? and yeah
0: wow. and that she wanted a bigger kitchen yeah and that's why jamie pointed out well here's your big kitchen <laughs> like, <laughs> and okay. it was a pretty nice place i thought yeah I thought it was a really nice really nice place
1: yeah so did yeah. you
0: catch that this might not be the first time they met no. Yeah. <laughs> so I think they slipped up. Right. So they're trying to play it off like, oh, You've
1: never you know, before?
0: yeah, this is the first time we're meeting and stuff. And, oh, this is so great. Finally seeing her in person. But if you watch it again, you don't need to y'all. That's why I'm here. That's why I took the notes <laughs> <why> we're here. <laughs> yeah. When they first meet at the airport. I think it was Chris that goes, wow, it seems like forever. And then they'll even mention, has it been like one year? Like they say that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then after, then they start saying things like, oh, seeing her for the first time. It's so great. She's everything. She's better than I thought. Oh, first time this, first time that. I'm like, wait, (laughs) but you just said it seems like forever. And yeah, so I, I made that note and I'm like, Again, right? The fabricated narratives. Yeah. <laughs> they gotta make it so like, oh, I've never seen you before. <laughs> but Oh yeah. gosh. It's not that important.
1: Yeah. At the same time, like well, I mean, what do you expect? It is yeah. somewhat scripted. So mm. uh I guess they have got together before. So yeah. now then back's the question like, is the COVID thing an excuse or a real reason? Because we still haven't heard of Jamie talking about it. I would like to think that when you had a close encounter with death or near death, I guess you, I don't know. Well, it's up to her. I mean, I'm not saying that she has to talk about it, but you would think that because Chris mentioned it, the producer would ask her about it. But I don't know. It just seems like uh, their situation is a little bit like, scripted and contrived and I think next week we're gonna find out that Chris has some other issues something about her neck like freaking out because she's like oh is this someone that I'm gonna be marrying like with all these health issues that's what it
0: looks like it looks like she's gonna start piling not really piling on don't get me wrong I sympathize I feel bad for people who struggle you know and um it looks like from the preview of next week's episode that she's gonna start informing her of other health issues, right? And Jamie being like, "Oh, I don't know if this is what I really signed up for," right? Like on top of the narcolepsy and stuff like that. So we'll we'll see.
1: Mm. Okay, we shall see. All right, moving on to Rishi and Jen, aka Submit and Jenny. <laughs> Yes. Now we know for sure that Rishi hasn't told his family that he's engaged. Yeah. And that Jen is actually his fiance. <laughs> and Rishi, just, I guess, maybe just like Sumit, well, Sumit was married. Rishi's mom actually still has a lot of proposals coming in for him. Mm-hmm. So I just feel like this is a familiar storyline. I almost feel like I know what to expect. Like I'm not sure if the family will accept Jen because Jen is so much older. I don't know if Jen has mentioned if she wants to have kids with him because that is one of the contentious issue you know with Sumit's family, right? Mm-hmm. Because Jenny is so much older and she outright said that she doesn't want to have kids. She can have kids. Mm-hmm. So I don't know about Jen's situation. I don't know if she has mentioned it, if they're going to start a family together or if she, she wants kids at all. But I'm pretty sure the parents, I mean, the mom uh, especially would be, I, mean, I don't know if that would sit well with her.
0: Right. I think a lot of the stuff could have been avoided. Maybe for some people, it's it's not anyone's business. But I would think if I start dating someone, I'd at least let my parents know I'm dating someone, mm. you know, and then you kind of get them acclimated
1: mm-hmm. to all the
0: other stuff. If you just say, look, I'm engaged and we're getting married. And then you start saying, oh, well, she's much older and all this other stuff on top of it, yeah. you know, then, of course, it's going to be this huge issue. But I think if from the beginning, he said, you know what, I'm, I'm, I'm talking to somebody and this is who she is and blah, blah, blah. You can kind of prepare or you can kind of have time to work through the issues. Mm -hmm. And then after how long have they been dating? I don't know. Maybe after a year, two years, three years or whatever, then say, hey, we're engaged. And it's not that big of a bomb. Like you're cushioned the fall, right? Or whatever.
1: Yeah. Yeah, (laughs) I forget
0: the idiom or whatever you say, but like. Prep them for it yeah and I think a lot of this could have been saved if he just like had mentioned Jen in the first place and we talked about this in the previous podcast. like why hasn't he said anything yet mm-hmm. like you haven't mentioned this to your family wait you're at wait 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 like record scratch right <laughs> like, yeah <laughs> or, wait he didn't say anything that he didn't tell his family that that y'all are engaged wait he didn't say y'all are even dating like who are you to them Yeah, A complete stranger. So why hasn't he let his parents know? And this would have been a really good opportunity. And I feel bad for the parents, too. And I feel bad for him, too, because I think they mentioned the expectation was I think the mom is tired of working and is expecting help, which is part of the culture, I guess, right? Like somebody to kind of take over some of the maternal duties or something like that, right? Ah,
1: okay. Yeah. I just know that Rishi lost his dad, so he's the breadwinner of the family, mm. and maybe the mom expects him to wife someone so that the wife can help her right with household chores. Said something
0: about right to help with the chores and, and yeah. things like that.
1: Because they seem to be—I could be wrong—but it, it appears that their living situation is like a multi-generational family where, like, the aunt lives with them. Seems like there's. This multi-generations basically living under the same roof. So he's sort of expected to uh, support all of them. Hmm. So it's quite a household to support maybe.
0: Can't he use his like model <laughs> personal trainer I think money that's what's keeping to... them afloat, if anything. oh Yeah, because
1: yeah, he's expected to be the sole breadwinner. So I'm guessing whatever he earns goes back to the family. But in terms of like the chores, the day-to-day, you know, domestic operations i think the mom right could use some help but i don't know i think it's typical the family structure in india i just i don't know what to expect really because i think the mom will be shocked to know that he's with a non-indian woman mm-hmm. i don't know how she'll take it would she be like sumit's mom and stop talking to him <laughs> can she afford to do that since he's the alpha in the family? Might right. be a different path or might be a different outcome. So yeah, right. I guess we shall see.
0: Jen's gonna have to win over her in-laws or potential in-laws.
1: Yeah, I think once she starts contributing in whatever ways, monetarily or you know, domestically, you know, I think she might be able to win them over. All right, Lon. Last couple. Well. You know Warren Buffett, but two thousand dollars a month for for an apartment is like, uh, why do I even move out of New York if you're gonna be paying two thousand dollars a month?
0: That's a lot, but right, she's got all kinds of incredible like amenities, right? Like, do you really need that? Do you need a pool?
1: (laughs) She's a pool, a terrace, yeah, parking right big kitchen or something and there's like four more i think because when i was watching pillow talk kalani was counting every single thing that she wanted and there was like a total of eight things that she wants out of an apartment and i was like of course you're gonna pay through the nose like of course it's gonna cost you an arm and a leg dr wise right because two thousand dollars may not be a big amount elsewhere like in new york maybe it's the standard rent in new york but And in the Bay Area, probably even more. But it's like if you go to a DR only to spend $2,000 a month for rent,
0: are you saving money? It's just like, yeah, here's the thing, right, about Americans. (laughs) (laughs) You're literally minutes away from the beach. You're on a, the DR is an island, is it? Or,
1: it is. yeah, this <laughs> is an island. Yeah. Why do you
0: need a fucking pool? It's not landlocked. <laughs> Why do you need a, a pool? Yeah, like, I know do you really need a pool. Get your ass to the beach. Like, yeah. is this an amenity you really need to have? Like,
1: um... doesn't Johan work in a playa? <laughs> I mean, <in> my <laughs> <thoughts>. yes, yes, <laughs> like, like one of those beach clubs or something.
0: Oh my gosh, and and uh, it really is a nice place. You could cut down, right? And. I understand like her point. I understand that, you know, her point when she says, look, if I'm going to be working and supporting you, I I expect more from you. I get that. I I get that. Right. My gripe was like, he wasn't even expecting to have you live here. So the fact that you, you spraying that on him by surprise, by the way, I want to live here. Mm -hmm. Oh, and by the way, here are my requisites or whatever for the place that I want to live at. Yeah. (laughs) Then for her to be like. Can you help me pay for it? Like, wait, I wasn't even supposed to fuck. You weren't even supposed to fucking be here. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. So I thought she had some nerve. Like, yeah. That Like, look, you wanted to live here. You wanted to live in this particular specific, like, place with these, you know, amenities. And then you want me to break even on the business. But yet you're asking me to, like, contribute to a lifestyle that's, like, yours. <laughs> like, I was like, oh, the nerve. <laughs>
1: yeah dude zero chill i feel like it was just what was it last episode and even this episode where she was very critical of his business like almost giving him an ultimatum like and telling him like look if your business doesn't make it we gotta close and i'm like dude do you even know how businesses work like especially at fmb like they don't you're not expected to make any profit yeah in the beginning because you'll sometimes it there. takes years yeah. yeah yeah ask anyone who owns a restaurant a mom and pops or like any restaurant business any B business it takes a while to break even mm-hmm. yeah. uh, what are you expecting
0: even nine months is generous when she's yeah. like okay well if for nine months he's like well i don't want to give you a, a timeline a timeline
1: i think that was fair <laughs> yeah i get it she doesn't want to bankroll him i get it yeah but you should know what you sign up for because this guy he's he's not a sugar daddy type like come on yeah. you, you know he's from the dr and you know what he works as and he's trying his best you can see he probably holds down a couple of jobs including the the butcher shop so
0: I, someone I, needs to manage her expectations
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> he's got some nerves man some nerves <laughs> Yeah, I and it's watching her apartment hunt. It's like watching an episode of House Hunter, right? When an American goes overseas and they're like, "Well, I want a dishwasher." Yeah, <laughs> I want a pool, <laughs> a terrace. Yeah, I want free <laughs> It's like, oh gosh, and somehow they manage to find something that almost meet most of their requirement except for one or two. And it's crazy. It's yeah. crazy how I'm-
0: You said we're gonna keep looking, right? Is that was, ultimately, that's where the conversation ended. It was like, all right, we're gonna keep looking. Oh, is
1: it? Because I thought I she settled think, on that.
0: Oh, yeah. I think I think it was like, well, you know, I can only give like ninety dollars, yeah, ninety bucks or something. Yeah. And she's like, well, we'll we'll keep looking. So we'll see.
1: Well, <laughs> oh man oh danielle that's crazy anyway that is the end of our episode recap of uh 90 day fiance the other way season four uh that was episode three i believe lon what is your wtf moment
0: yeah for me my wtf moment was danielle asking for him to help pay for the rent i'm like what (laughs) and this yeah this Obviously, this transcends their situation. For me, this is a relationship thing, right? This could yeah. happen here in America. If someone were able to like come here and expect a certain amount of things, and they're the ones that created the circumstance, they're the ones that chose this place, and then yeah. have the nerve to ask me, "Well, are you going to help me pay for it?" I'm like, wait, 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 hold up, hold <laughs> up. <laughs> you know, yeah. like that's even. Breaks. Yeah, that's kind of for me, even like. A boundary wait what are you asking me to do like you're the one that put yourself in this position <laughs> yeah so yeah for me that was wtf what about you nadia
1: uh my wtf is easily mahmoud asking nicole to cover up good one uh, yeah yeah <laughs> i mean as far as i can see she's very covered up she was wearing a long sleeve and a jacket yeah and yeah sure the jacket's not buttoned all the way up but She's still covered up, and I see that as decent. <laughs> she's modestly dressed, and there is no reason for him to make a fuss about it. Lon, the other thing too about Nicole and uh, Mahmoud too is that it seems to me that there's some language barrier. Uh, maybe, or maybe not, because I know she called him rude. She said, Oh, you're rude. And he said, Thank you very much. And I was like, yeah. Is that sarcasm, or is that not yeah, understanding I saw that, that she's too. angry? So I, I feel like there's that cultural differences and then there's the language barrier. Yeah. And that just spells disaster for me.
0: Yeah. I felt kind of bad for both of them at that scene. I felt really bad for her because her face was just so like surprised. She she just looked like a deer in headlights. Like, what are you fucking talking about right now? Yeah, But if you saw his like body language in that scene as well. He's kind of nervous, like being on camera, having to defend his position. Almost like, you know, he's just kind of there, kind of looking off to the side, going, "Oh, here we go." <laughs> and she's like, "Oh man, I, I didn't want to argue about this right, right away, but here we are." So, um, yeah, I don't know. That's a good one. Definitely yeah. a good one.
1: Yeah, someone actually brought up the point of Mahmoud probably because he's very well known in his community. Mm. Uh, there's a lot of pressure for him to be that leader of his own family and sh- making sure that he makes a good Muslim wife out of Nicole because otherwise there could be consequences. And I'm not saying that, I mean, I don't know what the consequences would be, but I've heard that people do beat up mm. <laughs> or singled out. Uh, people within a community who doesn't uphold that traditional uh, Muslim uh, standards, right? Right, right. right, um, right so right. I can, when you said like he looks kind of awkward and kind of looking to the side, I think he's also embarrassed because he's like, well, this is my wife and she's not dressed to how I would want her to dress. And yeah, I, I just feel like that makes them both a mismatch because she's a creative. And he's this very staunch person. Mm -hmm. So I think how they start their relationship, it's just, you're right. It's probably him being very selfish and wanting to trap her and thinking that, oh, yeah, I can make her very subservient. Yeah. And maybe he oversimplified the whole conversion thing, which it is very simple. I can definitely vouch, but... I think what that entails is so much more. And she's not been given that information. I mean, without those information, she can make a well-informed decision. Mm-hmm. So, and she
0: doesn't really, here's the thing too. She really doesn't have a choice in this matter, the way I see it. Because she's the one that's going to live there. You know, let's forget what we know already, that they were supposed to be broken up and then she came back to the States. Scratch all that. Let's give them a clean slate. She's the one living, going to live in Egypt. Mm. She's the one who converted. She's the one who's now married, you know what I mean? And is living in that country. So she doesn't have a choice, right? The choice is to exit. Yep. That's it, that's it if you're going to stay in egypt married to a muslim man and you converted to islam so and you said it right you, you have to believe it yeah. you have to right you made the decision when you said i convert and i'm and i do or whatever you did that yeah that was your choice already so you're yep. you're you have to what is it? They say lay in the bed. You made the bed. Now lay in your bed. Yeah. Yeah. She doesn't have a choice. The only other choice is to leave, right? Yeah. Is to leave yeah, yeah. and say, this isn't for me. I thought I could do it. I can't. We got to annul, divorce, whatever have you. Yeah. That's the only other choice. But if, if you have to stay in Egypt married to a Muslim it, as a converted <laughs> Muslim yourself. <laughs> yeah. Like it. you said, she made her bed. She has
1: to uh, sleep in yeah. it now. Yeah. And, uh, I might eat crow here, but I want to say I kind of can see that it's not going to end well after this season is over. We're going to see them not together during the tell-all. In fact, I would be very surprised if they're still together. <laughs> mm-hmm. But who knows, right? I mean, they might want to milk this whole thing and they maybe both work out a uh, some sort of understanding. And they're like, hey, let's just stick together, get this money and then we can go our separate ways, or we can pretend to be in a relationship, or whatever. But I have a feeling that this is not gonna work. Yeah, it's just agonizing to watch the two yeah. of them. Yeah. Uh, and I, I wonder too. Maybe it's a good segue. I wonder if this reminds you of Memphis and Hamza. So,
0: speaking of which, do you got the tea? <laughs> I got the
1: tea. Uh, <laughs> Let's hear it. Let's I, spill it. Yeah, it's an old T. So uh, apparently, and I feel bad because I this is like, you know, none of our business, but because I guess she's now a you know, public figure. It's been found out that Memphis recently declared bankruptcy after finalizing her divorce from Hamza. And I didn't really go dig deeper. I, I mean, I wish I had the time, but that was the headline. And I was like, oh, that's all I know about it, too.
0: Yeah, right. We feel bankruptcy. bad about it.
1: Yeah. Well, so much for sexy time. Yeah. <laughs> and big boobies. <laughs> All right, Lon. Anything that you want to recommend our listeners in terms of TV viewing or anything interesting out there?
0: Um, I've only really been on The Last of Us. I suggested I suggested people watch that on Twitter. It's, it's really, really good. I'm a fan of the video games. If you are not watching that, that is on HBO. It's wonderfully done. Um, they deviate from the game a little bit, and the deviations uh, that they have made, the changes they have made, for me at least, have been well-received and have been pretty, on some occasions, even better, I think, than how they turned out in the game. It's really, really good.
1: Yeah, it definitely tugs at me. <laughs> uh, I've, it's not. I've actually, I've not, actually read articles, Lon, of people wanting to not watch it just because yeah. it, it is such such a heartbreak. It's not a happy
0: show, y'all. It, it's, yeah. <laughs> let me preface it by saying you'll maybe want to watch something funny afterwards. Um, <laughs> you'll, you'll be entertained. I think it's an emotional roller coaster for sure. Yeah. Uh, you know, but not every episode ends ends on a high note. <laughs> so prepare yourselves.
1: Yeah, it's but it's good writing. It's good. Yeah, quality writing.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: We highly recommend watching The Last of Us. I don't know what else is there. I heard watch. Apple
0: TV has some really good ones. I know you recommended Ted Lasso. Ted Lasso um, is coming
1: I'm, back with season yep, three. Yeah, I'm going to yep.
0: give that one a shot there's some other other things on Apple TV too severance I I really uh like
1: yep yep and uh I know uh on Netflix you season three I, think I need to is... catch up to you yeah. <laughs> I need to catch up on you yeah you is back and um yeah there's some other really good content I I, I I need to start watching I just haven't had the time but yeah the last of us is definitely worth worth catching up to. All right, Lon. It is Fat Tuesday, so happy Mardi Gras to folks celebrating it. Yeah, I, it's still Black History Month, so I hope folks are, you know, getting that awareness and uh, anything else that we want to tell our oh uh, listeners.
0: You know, that's it for me. Yeah, happy Happy Black History Month. Happy Lent to those who are who practice, and uh, hope. Hopefully you can stick to your your Lenten sacrifices or whatever have you and
1: yeah. All right. Till next time, be nice to one another. Bye. -bye. Bye. Thanks for listening,
0: WTFers. If you love the podcast, give us a five-star review on Spotify, Apple, or wherever you get your podcasts. It is appreciated and really helps us out. You can also find us under listener support on anchor.fm and donate for as low as 99 cents or on Patreon at WTF Extra. You can engage with us on email, Twitter, and Instagram at 90 WTF. We especially would like to hear what your WTF moments are each episode. We might even shout you out. Don't forget to like, share, and follow the podcast.